Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 197. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinisky. Hello. Hello, patrons. Hello. Hello, and glorious fellows. I don't even remember what the thing was. Inglorious industrial fellows. Yeah. Industrious little fellows. That's Matt what it is. Inglorious. Inglorious is good, too. That movie, by the way, is 11 years old, so just so you remember that. Now uh, sure. head on. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit. If you Rabbit's, liked Inglorious you... Bastards, you'd I, like Jojo Rabbit. I haven't seen that, but oh I'll my to, god, it's to it. so good. Let me open up. Oh, I would. Or I'm not opening up the torrent app right now because I have a 10 megabit connection yeah, on the stream computer that. right now. But, uh, <laughs> it it is might, so you might even be able to stream it now. Where do we? Look where I'll torrent it. It's not a big deal. I just need to do it when I'm not doing this. It's so good. Oh, sir, before we do the episode. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this particular fancy old website, you'll find two open-ended levels of support for people like you to support people like us. If you just want to buy us a beer or help support the hosting costs, that would be greatly appreciated. But if not, we understand. You also Patreon. get an extra. You also get an extra hello from me. Oh, and the smarmy hello. And probably we have clever. We have new stickers that actually say carbitrage on them, and you yes. still get you still get koozies. And I think I have shirts still. So, yeah, just go ahead and do it, and then just pa- mes- we'll message we'll us. Patreon. Be, be active. Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. I'll send you some shit. Yes. Uh, beer. You are still, oh, it looks like you've now finished. Tonight. I'm all done with it. What number was it again? That was uh, 0392020. Okay, cool. I'm drinking a Summit Porter. Out of a glass, it's fine. Not skunked, so have, we're good. Can I have uh, Oktoberfest? Yes, it's okay. fine. Uh, so Ryan's going to go for a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I have like a sip left of my coffee, which is sad. Yeah, would you like an Oktoberfest? No. <laughs> and since Ryan has the first topic, uh, so yeah, 197, That's a, it's a good number with a lot of history. I'm looking forward to three episodes from now, which is still in the calendar year 2020, I believe. Nope. No, it's our last time recording in 2020. Is it actually? Oh. oh uh, well, is it? Yes. Dang. I don't know how time works. Yeah, time is irrelevant God right now. It, I, I think it's all cat. made up. Oh wow, oh, life is really, really tough for you. You're really unprepared. Um, what wh- what is your favorite um antenna? Oh, I can. D- Here, no, I'll My talk about. My favorite antenna is the roof-mounted E30 M3 and uh, E30 Touring antenna because it is on the top of the middle of the roof, and that's a weird spot for an antenna. So you know how it snowed like a couple weeks back now when this airs? Um, I actually don't remember the last time it snowed here in Minnesota. That's fair. Anyway. Uh, anywho, it was a very light snow, and so everyone was panicked because the last time it snowed was October. I remember and, that one. Yeah, they Fest. F- forgot how to drive. And so this summer... Um, Delicious. The city of Bloomington decided to take all of the trees that lined our streets in the neighborhood. Okay. Just like all of them. We should also note that she's got like the one hilly neighborhood in yeah, all of I, Bloomington. Yeah, I live on Heritage Hills Drive. It's all hills and all windy. It, it's it's and full of the, heritage. The whole yeah. the whole subdivision is actually in a valley. Hmm. Yeah, and at the bottom of the valley, there's a park that floods all the time. There but. should also be a store called Down in the Valley down there. They should just move it, it down a, there. Yeah, they a, should. Yeah, move it. Um, <laughs> But anywho, we're full of useful advice. Every because like it's off of Normandale and Old Shakopee, so everyone takes this as a through street, even though that yeah, get around the stoplight. Yeah, we don't like that, and everyone goes a little too fast down these curvy hills. And um, it used to be every winter we'd find uh, cars in all the trees because people were too cocky. And would drive too fast, and they'd just slide into the trees. And then their car would be, be the in ca- a U shape. Yeah, and it, oh, it's, it's trying it's to fine. go full pretzel, but it's tough. Yeah, but because the city of Bloomington took all of the trees, and I kid you not, all they, of the trees that were on, like on they the tore down like twenty. The boulevard, yeah, sure. yeah, they tore down like twenty-seven trees, like cool. between the road and the sidewalk. Yeah, and refused mm. to replace them with cool. anything. Hmm. And so one second. Because they were pushing up the sidewalk, yeah. and oh, they were afraid people oh, would trip. No. Oh, yeah. They were healthy trees. Well, what can go wrong with a decision like that? Mm. Well, um, we'll find out. So instead of the cars uh, Tokyo drifting into the trees, they now uh, launch themselves into my neighbor's front yards. Mm. Um, and 
also. So in the mailboxes, kind of stop them, but this time of year we don't leave the mailboxes up because they just get taken down by cars hmm. that didn't hit the trees. They literally removed the mailboxes because of this issue. Yeah. They um, should put a sign right in the front that says you should have winter tires and then as they mow that sign down and they're forced to replace it with their money, <laughs> yeah. they'll read it and then yeah. maybe take that to heart. Um, and so like we've also asked for a stop sign at this intersection to mm, It's, like, an, uncon- it's to an uncontrolled intersection going downhill with yeah. no trees. And a curve where you can't see oncoming traffic. It's and there's enough trees on the other side of the houses that it's actually a shaded road. Yeah. So there's no at direct sunlight. In, in the yards. But anywho, um, so my sister and I went out to get pet supplies because she got a dog and I'm getting a cat. So we Woo-hoo, need kitty. supplies for them. And we're on our way back and we're like, oh, we could either go up the giant hill on Normandale or we could go through our neighborhood. So we're like, we'll, we'll go through the neighborhood because then we won't have to stop. And we have to stop because <laughs> the street is lined in cars that <laughs> didn't make it around the turn because they're going too fast. Well, no, it's because they have improper tires and yeah. bad drivers. They're yes. not going too fast. Yeah. Speed is a factor in zero well, percent too of crashes. That is correct, actually. It is car a... and their ability. Um, it's their equipment and their ability. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Speed um, was not a factor. And so this person we see someone had run over a mailbox and we're like ah the huge and then a amazon delivery driver stopped to see if the person that hit the mailbox was okay so we couldn't get up the hill so we were forced to just see what was going on and then we are trying to figure out how we're going to back down this hill without causing any more traffic problems and we see that the reason why everyone is stopped is because a car flew off the road into my neighbor's driveway and totaled both the cars in the driveway. Like totally bent all their suspension and everything. <laughs> With a single car. And I just see one man oh in a face mask in like utter tears as the owner of the house, just like absolutely distraught and like doesn't know what to do. And there's someone in his yard standing by this car, like on the phone. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I was like, this is why we had trees. Wait, like, this is this literally is exactly why the trees, why are, trees the trees were a safety like item. I was gonna say this. They were probably put in in like the fifties or the sixties, and then everyone who did that forgot and died. Yeah, yeah. and like, then there's the, a very the young good people are like, this. "Oh, these sidewalks aren't safe." No, every, everyone in the neighborhood <clears throat> wanted to keep the trees. Yeah, the like, the city like, fought will, the entire neighborhood. We will maintain. We're like, it's not pushing up the sidewalk. Like, we'll maintain the sidewalk. Like, it's no big deal. Like can we replace the trees? And they go, no. So they told us that they're taking our trees and we couldn't do anything about it. Thankfully, my trees were spared, but that's not where the cars go in because we're at the top of the hill. Yeah, you're, you're, off, sure you're, the you're on the well. outer edge of the turn yeah. uphill. Like, you're where the tree doesn't need to be. But the person that's on the bottom edge of the hill on the inside of the corner... Like where the cars spin into, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So I just feel so bad for my unfortunate downhill neighbors because now they have to deal with cars. Tell them to work harder and buy a better house. <laughs> I feel like you, you know what the city of Bloomington should do, or you, your whole neighborhood should do, is they like ask for highway barriers the yeah. entire length of the road so it looks like a Mario Kart track. Yeah. Yeah. Just put K rails in in the winter. I guess you could say that you, yeah I, ugly, honestly yeah but... i will give them a well you know what if the city wants to destroy the ta- the property tax value of their houses they're welcome to put in as many k-rails as they want because they already destroy the property value by having cars yeah, flying to the fucking house what, one you, of just, the... you could also just move and then just let your neighbors deal with it yeah one of my neighbors actually does have k-rails in their front yard yeah that is true actually there's one that he actually put it on their property <laughs> they're just a little bit <laughs> as long as the city the does it it's fine because then your liability is reduced yeah, it's, well, it's in their yard. Well, it's in their, it's in their fence, yard. they have K-rails. Because I feel like this has happened before. I feel like that would make them liable for something. Financial. Yeah, but I mean, like, also, you know, I will take the liability of having a K-rail in my yard over having a car in, my dri- in like, my house. Because, yeah. like, where theirs is, the car wouldn't enter their driveway. It would enter their picture window into their living yeah, room. Yeah, because they're further enough. Further so they get two claims. Yeah, far enough down the hill. <laughs> yeah, so... 
Oh my god. Yeah. So that's that's the fun. Now I'm really excited this to is see why what happens this winter when it snows more. I feel like this is what happens when like because that was a light dusting. What's yeah, gonna that... happen when it ices over? Yeah, it was there's already a lot of ice out today, I was surprised. Yeah, we were um her her neighborhood gets icy. There are times where I've had to spend the night at her house. Because we can't get even out of with my snow tires. Oh shucks. Like even with well no like with her brother and everything. But um <laughs> I retract my statement. Yeah, it, it, but like even with snow tires, you cannot get up the hills. Uh, like sometimes we're, it's just pure ice. I know. So, I've seen videos of that kind of thing happen in Seattle, where they're, all of them are <laughs> yeah. just. Yeah. It that it happens in her neighborhood because there's there's no sunlight. There's like just enough trees <laughs> that blocks the road, <laughs> mm-hmm. but not the trees that block the house. So yeah. there's that. Because all the trees in Snazzy. the yard stayed, just not on the boulevard. Yeah. Right. So, all right. all right. Well, I want to talk about this. Is our actually our last episode that will be airing in 2020? So, happy new year, everyone! Hey, 2020 uh, is finally over. About this time last year, we did our bear and bull list for 2020. And honestly, I'm gonna be 100 frank. I've not had the time to crunch the numbers because Cyberpunk 2077 came out. I have a computer, uh, so I can actually play it, mm-hmm. and I've been doing so. Nah. So I am sorry. We could talk about the awesome Fine. cars. So we could talk I about have been. Gl- the Galena and the Super Brat that's in it, and the, yes. the Testarossa with the cut-up fenders. That's very cool. There's several very great and cars. That in super that. product placement Porsche that they call to as a Porsche in the game. There's yeah. a Porsche in the game. Yeah. I haven't gotten yeah. that, yeah, gotten that far a, yet. It's a Porsche. They call it a Porsche. That's funny. Even the Porsche paid a ton of money to put that in the game. I love that. I love that. Well, the whole game's about the disintegration of society. Well, that's fitting. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that they put into that game. That were yeah, cyber, very fitting. Cyber Dildo 2069 is pretty good. Um, now, <laughs> I want to talk about, since I own the actual numbers, I was only able to run the numbers on one of the nine cars that we were talking, 12 cars that we were talking about. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to blow that yet. However, I want to talk about what our bear and bull list is going to be for 2021. What do you think, what cars do you think are going to be seeing a big boost in at the actual value of the car and mm-hmm. what cars do you think are going to do like literally nothing be a bit softer yeah be a bit softer you know i'm not gonna say cars that are like gonna fall off a cliff in value but just things that We're are just like gonna do nothing mainly talking about things like bat you see i don't think there's anything that's yeah. really going down significantly i also do need to note when i'm crunching the numbers for the baron bullist last year we did um bat and craigslist Excuse me. Um, with the pandemic, that's affected Craigslist enough that I don't feel comfortable. Also, Marketplace has affected Craigslist enough. Yeah, I think uh, we're just going to do BAT moving forward. We could do Cars and Bits too, but yeah. Yeah. Or uh, even it, eBay. I mean, that's pretty yeah. big still. Um, I just want to, I, I want to, because those are going to be very difficult to verify. And then with the pandemic and everything, it's very difficult to know for sure that these cars are selling and these cars are actually available. And that they aren't, like, changing the price because of the pandemic one way or another. So I'm just going to do bring a trailer. And I don't want to give Doug DeMiro any clicks. So I'm not doing cars and bids. Fine. I just refuse to give him my money. Uh, because he wants to personally fight him. I'm aware. Yes. Fisticuff at the I've, next. I've, uh, I've known Ryan for uh, several I've, days. Yes. The next bring a trailer many, barbecue. Many, many days. days. <laughs> <laughs> like if you know him, many many days. So what what would you say are your um your bull cars, the cars that you think are going to do well? Uh, the E34 and E39 M5. Mm-hmm. We've seen those, especially the E34, pick up in the last couple of years. But they're they're now going the way of the E20, 20, uh, E28 M5. They're just they've they've like doubled in the last two years. Uh, the E thirty nine M five is still on kind of the early end because it's a two thousand to two thousand three model, but those again, if you've got one that's in a condition, mm-hmm. a condition, yeah, it's it's, just... it's it's appreciated significantly and it's not going to stop just because it is actually that good a vehicle. I'm going to throw the E thirty one six speed back on there, even though I had it last year. The eight fifty i six speed still been on a steady upward slope that's beating the market. Um, ZHP sedan. E46s, not the coupes, not the convertibles. Yeah, the those four-door six-speed ZHPs. Keep your eye on those. If you find a relatively clean one with no rust, buy it. Just yeah, buy it. I think that's because you can good. put miles on it, and it will not lose you any money. 
I'm going to have a, a mild spoiler for our 2020 numbers, and I'm just going to say, as long as I worked at Brand Trailer, I've not had a single ZHP sedan not hit its reserve. And we've been setting kind of like up their reserves on them. I think those are going to be worth more than decent M3 someday. I've, had, I've only had one ZHP that um, did not have a reserve on it. And that car's like Carfax read like a book, <laughs> <laughs> and like the panel gaps were what you'd expect for ah. like, <clears throat> the equivalent Carfax. And I but w- that car still sold for much more than you would imagine it would sell for. And uh, we're kind of on the edge of you missed the boat on those. But like another good thing you could do if you're really in the market for one of these, buy a clean auto ZHP sedan and just manual swap it. The value you're going to get out of that car is almost no different uh, if it's cleanly swapped versus factory e46s are just that way um and then my last one is the 2001 so the s54 powered uh, e36 7-8 which is the roadster and the coupe z3 e36 m roadster yeah so they're e36s but they're e36-7 and e36-8 the dash six is the ti and then the rest of them are just E36. Oh, so, okay. There you go. Huh. Uh, so the 7 and 8 are the Z3s, uh, Roadster and Coupe. The the S54 cars, especially if you can get one that isn't silver, they're going nuts. So, so those are my bull cars, which are like, if you if you haven't bought one now, you're probably shit out of luck. I'll go through my bulls as well. Okay. Um, and then we'll talk about Bear after that. So my bull cars, my number one are going to be Mitsubishi Delicas. It's not a car at all. It's a van, there you but go. it still counts because Jan said the Galandavagen for 2020. Uh, so vans are vans are better than cars. Yes, so. um, I'm gonna go with the Delica because a lot of people have been scooping these up. It's actually low key a little hard to find one in America right now. Like there's a glut of them in January, and there are none now uh, because what they offer is they offer everything that a Vanagon or a Eurovan offers, but with reliability. Like mm-hmm. they are. Quirky. And four-wheel drive. They're four-wheel drive. You can take them off-roading with everybody wanting to get away from other humans and actually enjoy themselves. Like, mm-hmm. the Delicas have been going bananas. Um, I think that that has opened a lot of people's eyes up to uh, overlanding and opened up to the whole van culture. Um, so, yeah, Delicas are my number one on my okay. bowl list for 2021. I'm inclined to believe you because there's no supply. Yeah, there's, like, none. <laughs> like, you want to look something to import. Yeah, I was talking, well, I was talking to... Uh, Aaron from uh, the Rad Report, and friend of me the other day. I yeah, he's believe. he's actually a really cool dude. But uh, yeah, he's ha- been uh, looking at vans, and we were talking about that. I'm like, Delicas are great. You just need to make sure that any repairs you have are done before your trip, because if it breaks down, you're not going to find your part. But of course, that being said, you're not going to find your part for a van again either, or an FJ Cruiser. Yeah, and all of these vehicles, of all these vehicles, the Delicas are going to be by far the most reliable. Um, so yeah, the Delica, I'm putting on my bowl list specifically, you can say really any Japanese van, but specifically the Delica, cause that's the one people know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with the early Evo cars yeah. as well. That's been yep. my number two, uh, the one, twos and threes when they're so based off of Mirages, especially Evo um, three, I think is a, if you can find one, it's yeah, a solid pickup when, before they were based off of actually Lancers and they're still Mirages. Yeah. Um, those cars are very undervalued. And we've talked about this already, where it's yeah. like you can get a good deal on one, a really good deal. Yeah, you can import a nice Evo 3 for what you would expect to spend on a domestic Evo 9. Seriously, yeah. Like, it, a nice Evo 3, and then once you get to like, the Evo 3, like you get to like, the That's larger. actually a pretty solid car. Yeah, like the 1s and 2s are a little... They're mm, cool, because they're just they're early evolutions. Cool. Yeah, but they're very cool. But You uh, wouldn't necessarily want to use it as much. No, and it's like... They actually made enough changes between the two and the three that the three actually does stand out. That's when you start getting the big wing and everything, because you get like smaller wings on ones and twos. Uh, but the three is really like it's, it's there. Like that one, like you you see that you go, this is an Evo. You see a one or a two, you're like, this is like an AMG Mirage. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they probably could have modded it back. Yeah, in the like, day. I mean, it, it, it's, it looks a little weird. Like you don't expect <laughs> it as much. But yeah, the Evo is like definitely like up there for. Um, 100%. I'm gonna say that even over the GC uh, WRX and STIs, I may I'm gonna put all my chips on, oh, yeah. on the Evo specifically. Yeah, I would, I'm never gonna recommend a WRX. Well, I mean, I, again, it's not really necessarily my recommendations, but it's what my bowl is, is what I think will be. Sure. Um, you know, I up until a moment ago, I actually was gonna say American 
uh, 1990s muscle cars because I've actually seen a lot of interest in those. I could see like an Impala but, SS being yeah, pretty like strong those, pretty soon. Like those, the uh, bro, the early roasting Mustangs and the 94, 95 Mustangs. Yeah, the, especially like the Roush ones. Yeah, and like the um, the the Z28 SS uh, fourth generation Camaros. Like I was to say like those. I think even the, the LS1 powered fourth gen. I, I was going to go with the SS1 because they're a little bit more rare. They're undervalued for what they are. So the SS is the small block? That's the LT1, yeah. Okay. It's the LT1. Uh, it's a, well, it still had Tremec 6 remember. speeds, right? Yeah, I can't remember the name of the company. I modified them, but they were actually, the SS's were bought oh, sorry. from, God damn it. You, you'd buy the SS's from Chevy, and then Chevy would take it to this other shop. It's probably Callaway. They were the no, only... it wasn't Callaway. Somebody else was like, some totally different shop I'd never hmm. heard of. And they'd modify them with like a actual functional Ram air intake and everything. Huh. It's really cool. So, like, they're actually cool cars. I mean, they're not, like, the Anything SS. Anything that's factory-sponsored like yeah. that, yeah, for they're sure. They're not LS cars, but, I mean, like, they're, like, definitely the coolest LT car that you okay. can get. Um, but I actually took that one off um, because I, I'm actually going to put in my chips on the W124, actually. Now, are you just going to blanket with blanket. that? Okay. I'm blanket across the 124. Okay. I know it's going to hit some of the weirdo AMG cars, um, the 124, or the 300E24s, um, but I think I'm just going to blanket across the board on the 124 because I think that they're undervalued. Um, until a lesser extent, the W201s, the 190s as well. But I think, think the, the 300E is more, much more well-known. I think the 201 has more attainable special editions yes. than the 124 does. But yeah, I, I and I think most other people that shop for those kind of group them together. Yeah. If you're shopping for one and you find a cool version of the other, you're going to buy that. Yeah, um, exactly. They're more or less Tinker Toys. So you can get... Not necessarily better powertrain combinations, but yeah, no, I, those cars I've always liked them. Um, I'm surprised that some of the versions are as soft as they are. Yeah, but I think they've actually done really well in the last couple of years. And yeah, that, that's kind of why I'm putting them out there. I'm putting them on here because, um, especially the '80s ones, I especially love mechanically because uh, I know the '90s, the early '90s ones had had gasket issues and stuff, and Triggs all well versed in those. Four cylinder ones did. The four cylinder. I thought he had a. I, Pretty sure he had trouble with the six-cylinder head gasket. Uh, the two eights did. Yeah, the two eight. Yeah, so, those were not common in the in the one twenty-four. That but, was a two hundred two yeah. engine. Yeah, so uh, those are. Um, the, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, he did have a two hundred two. You're right. But two hundred two two eighties are not good. Yeah, so I think with the one twenty-four, um, just because that's like <clears throat> really the most attainable, really cool like eighties Mercedes product that you can get, and it's like it doesn't. Another thing that's like this is like kind of newly important to me. It doesn't have the pro, the footprint in your driveway that an S class has. All right. Uh, like a one twenty six, like that's gonna take up your whole life. It's like one twenty four. It's the size of a normal car. Like right, you can still use it too, and it's yeah. they're pretty reliable. Although yeah. like you get the trade off because like all the the pre cladded cars with the better paint and the arguably better steel. Mm -hmm. They're going to be mechanically injected. Exactly. And the later cars with good EFI, if you've had one with the harness replaced. Are all water-based paint. Yeah, so and you, it's you like, get your trade-off. I think that's what's holding them back, is a lot of people are realizing, you the, know what? The real play is a 91 to 93. Because yeah, they I have think... the old paint, and they have cladding. And they have the early, the earlier injection stuff. They didn't go to the uh, biodegradable harnesses yet. So, yeah, so like, the 91 you're to 93 pick up specifically. A, a plain Jane, really enjoyable W124. Get yourself like a 92 420E. I was even going to say, if you can get yourself, like, a 300E, like, mm -hmm. on one of the CIS cars, if you can get one for, like, $1,000 and its only issues is a fuel in it's got messed up fuel in injection. There are people that can still sort that, yeah. Yeah, like, you, you might be three grand in getting it all. Like, worst case scenario, everything mm -hmm. needs to be done, you're three grand in. Yeah. But then you've got four grand into the car. And yeah. you know what? That car's worth nine grand. Yep. Like, and it will continue to run as long as yeah, you drive it regularly. I that's why I think the big thing with the W124s is, is you can still get the ones that have fuel injection issues, and you can get them for such a good deal that I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are repicking those up and flipping them. I think that's going to be a really good way Man, to I'm do I'm fine with that, yeah. Also, with 124s, project car, COVID's been happening. Mm -hmm. got nothing better to do. So I'm still going to recommend the 4.2 liter yeah, V8. I, yeah, the 4.2 V8. The I'm, early M119 is such a good engine. 
But I mean, also people freak out about the little plastic injection pieces. It doesn't matter. I mean, and that's a, and then also with the 124s, you also have the 500Es, which are being like bananas. Right. I'm so, just saying attainable yeah. cars. Yeah, but I mean, like I, I'm going to include all of them together, yeah. including the 500E. Oh yeah, money's yeah. no object. Get a hammer or a 500E for sure. Yeah. So I'm just going to go across the board. I think just across the board, the 124, one of the best chassis you can invest money in right now. Also a W201 Sportline. Yes. Oh, I want one of those so bad. That'd be very cool. I'd even take an auto and swap it. I don't care. <laughs> just I really want a one, uh, 201 Sportline. The Sportlines are worth it. They're so worth it. All right, cool so special let's go to bear stuff. Stuff that's yeah. kind of either cooling off, staying stagnant, or maybe even dropping a little bit this year. So um, you, you can go first, then I'll follow my it up here. My bear car, because I'm only do one bear. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll talk about all the ones, but I'm going to do one that's going to be my elected bear, because I don't want it to be just a big negative thing, okay. especially after 2020 with how negative everything. I want to I want to tell people, I want to be happy about things. Um, I'm going to go with the non-M E30s. I think they're not going to do shit this year. I think they've hit their They've peak. inflated a lot. Um, I think they've hit their peak. They're nowhere near their peak, um, but they've come well, up so maybe, much maybe in the I last year. I think they've hit their peak for the next couple of years, because I, I think once the E46s, all of them, Mm-hmm. are at 10 grand i think the e30 will go more but right now i think the e30 is being dragged down by its uh comp- by its its successors where hmm. yeah you can get an e30 for you can get an e30 325 ix yeah. Um, yeah but i mean like that's like the attainable one to get right now gross yeah just don't even bother but i mean like you can get that for like and good can, in good yeah but i mean like in good nick you can get one of those Ugh. for seven grand Ugh. But at the same time, you can get either the worst E30 for seven grand, or you can still get the best E36 or the best E46. Right, but the people that are shopping for clean, unmolested, we'll call it E30s, are not people cross shopping E36 or E46. They're cross shopping E30 M3s that they can't afford. Yeah, and but that's the thing. It's like other people getting into it. Like I'm talking about the expansion of the market, and I think that and that might affect it a little. But I. I, I, I'm in agreement with you that I don't think they're going to do much in 2021. Yeah, I think they're they're where they're at for now. But there's a good reason I'm putting a single cam engine back in that car, and that car falls squarely into the category that you're talking about right now. And right now, that thing's probably worth like 15 to 18 grand, and yeah. it's nowhere near its top. And, well, and, and that's the thing is, I think that they'll eventually go up, but like once the larger market that just like want a good three series, not yeah. specifically E30. Yeah. Uh, because that's the thing is like the the. EFEGEK Civics, mm-hmm. yeah, there's always been the Honda people that will pay ridiculous amounts of money for those cars. Right. But it's only been recently that the larger public has discovered how great classic Hondas actually are. But the thing is, all of those generations have merit, whereas the E21 has taught us this with BMWs. Yes. Doesn't really work that way. Yeah, and, and that, because that's a good point. E21's but, got pulled up a little bit by 2002. But I'm talking about like. But, the, not by much. but I'm talking about the. E30, E36, and E46, those right. all have merit. The E36 is obviously the worst. That's that, the E21. Those bunch. Yeah. And, well, I mean, th- I think of those three, that's more like the EK, right. where it's like the weakest of the bunch, but yeah. still fine. And yeah. the and it's, it's overall fine. I think that... What the, you're saying is correct. Yeah. I, I just think we should narrow it down to saying like the ZHP and M3 E46s, once those are consistently at just ridiculous numbers, the E30s will finish their... Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, I, I can say that. I'd feel comfortable saying that. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a good point. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that car is going to not do jack shit this yeah, year. Yeah, so not, not a great short-term hold. Uh, what do you think will be your bear car, and what are your other <clears throat> options for bears? Okay, uh, stuff I think is not going to do anything this year. The pre-G60 air-cooled 911s, so the mid-80s and prior air-cooled cars, I don't think they're going to move. Yeah, no. E24 BMW 6 Series, I don't think it's going to move. Not, not right now. I, I don't know... I don't think they're going to necessarily go down in the future, but I think they're... I'm with you on that one. Stagnation. I think they're up there. I mean, the, the cars that I've been looking at have been transacting for like 10 to 15 grand, and I think yep. that's too much for an E24. I think... Um, so with the E24, I've had to, I've written a few of them. Yeah. Um, and I've written some good ones. I've not written like an M6, but I've written like 635 CSIs right. and stuff. Um, M6 benefits from having a $20,000 engine under its hood. I think that the <laughs> E24 is one of those cars where it's very similar to the E30, where mm-hmm. it's at it's so close to its other six, the other cars are better than it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, it's I nothing still, better than an E30, yeah. but yes. But I think that the uh, E24 still has that Radwood effect going for it. It's, it does. It's got, it has very distinctive styling, and people fell in love with that. They don't care it's, that it's a shit car. It's a terrible car, but I, <laughs> and that's the thing. is like, I had to write several of them before I decided I didn't want one. Yeah. But, um, uh, again, it's one of those things where, like, I'm happy to give people feedback before they buy one, and I will tell them no, and I'll give them reasons. And I and always end up with, I told you so. Yeah. yeah, and like and I'm never thing. trying to gloat or relish when I tell somebody that, but I'm like, I told you so. It's literally what I told you not to do. Yeah, and I think that's the thing with the E24 is like, it's not like getting an Audi where it's like, okay, like it looks so great. Right. It looks amazing, and I think if you have, you know, a 560 SEC in your driveway, oh yeah, you need like you're. Out of your mind if you're not looking for an E24. Yeah. If you have a 560 SEC. And if you have a 560 SEC, reliability issues are not, uh, they're irrelevant to you. Oh, those are fine. Yeah. You're, you're, it's irrelevant to you if a car is unreliable because, like, even though a 560 SEC is a reliable car, when it does break, it's going to ruin your life. Yeah. You got to know the right yeah. person and they won't be close to you. No, they won't. And the E24 <laughs> is very similar except it just breaks more. Uh, so what are your other cars that you're kind of like uh, next on? next on the van? I'm actually going to go out of order here. The Z32 300ZX. I've got no faith in that car doing anything. I agree. I a good clean unmolested turbo, which basically doesn't exist. Those cars are moving. Um, the rest of them, the okay kind of '90s modified turbos that aren't perfect, and all of the NA cars and all the two plus twos. Yes. Just. They're, they're not going to move. So this, you... is, this is my issue with them. Uh, I'm going to specifically compare them to the 3000 GT because they're okay. kind of equivalent in being the... They were competitors. They yeah. were competitors. They're very similar in price. And I will take a 3000 GT any day. And it's because of the sellers and the people that you have to deal with when you have to get it. I believe Because the 3000 GT, you're dealing with more like enthusiasts. Mm. Whereas, like, the Z32 people... They're terrible. It is... I've dealt with a few, because I've tried to look at I clean turbo cars. I quit going to the Z owners of Minnesota meets, because it's just a bunch of angry boomers that They're are all... so rude. They, those people need to die, and the cars need to get willed to the next person yeah, I think, can. Then, the, then they're I think, a buy. I think the Z32 will be a great buy in 10 years. Yeah, yes. But, like, like right now, I'm not, dealing, I'm not dealing with the people I at bottom. I remember they reached out to car. Ryan being like, hey, we need some help with the club. And Ryan's like, oh, for sure, I'll help you. Like, no worries. Um, let's meet up at the meet. And, like, he was talked with them for a couple of weeks before the meet, and it was all fine. And we get there. No one everyone refused to talk to either of us like i understand refusing to talk to me because like yeah just people do that like you know Um, why like you understand why it's a sexist thing it sucks like boomers Um, but you know what you 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 go into knowing that's gonna happen like i expect people to like refuse to talk to me unless they seek me out like they're i just know people aren't gonna talk to me which is whatever but like they wouldn't talk to Ryan and Ryan is very approachable. I'm trying to help you. And like they asked him to be there and it was just like cold shoulder the entire time and he finally found the person who reached out to him to help him with the group and like even they were rude and it was just like Z30, what is going on? Z thirty two people are like original owner C four owners. That's yeah. exactly who they are, yeah. No, I'm not even gonna say that. I no, like because C four owners to date, our original, original owner, owner, C4, C4 owners, owners, I will deal with them every day before I deal with... Hmm. They are C3 owners. Yeah. Oh. Not original yeah. owners. Just yeah. anybody that owns a, C, a yeah. C3 probably either has had, is looking to get, or currently owns a Z32. Yeah, oh, and I no. remember our friend Close who cars, is man. also a lady that <laughs> also owns a Z was like trying to get into the club because she had a nice Z and like they would not talk to her. And I was just like, this is the worst people are you Boomers me? get angry when they walk by an empty kitchen. Yeah, yeah. like they're just like it, it is like the worst of the worst mm-hmm. are those are, are Z32 owners, and yeah. they will talk at you all day about their car that does not matter. And you know the biggest problem of those? Hmm. Those cars sit in garages, not being maintained, and you yeah. can't not maintain a twin turbo Z. So in yeah. ten years, when you buy one even of those, the NAs you can't. you'll have to do everything to yeah, it. Yeah, no, even the NAs you can't. 
But the beauty is, once you've yeah. done that stuff, which blows and it's very expensive, it's a great car. It's like, yeah, it's just like a 3000 GT, but the thing is, a 3000 GT owner is going to be a nerd. Like, yeah. they will have maintained the car. Like A VR4 Spider will always be a cool car in my mind. The VR4 doesn't do anything for me. The Well, even the SLs, like the owners of SLs. Oh, yeah. Who, oh, the like, 12 grand car. Well, no, I mean, like, so this is the thing. When you deal with a Z32 owner, they're doing nothing with the car. The car's not been touched in 24 years. They're like, you know what? It's got 3,000 miles on it. I'm like, all right, cool. When's the last oil change? Like, it isn't needed one. It's got 3,000 miles on it. And I'm like, okay, so you're saying you have 30-year-old oil in the car? Yes. Okay. Like, okay, well. If it's modern oil, fine, but it's not. Yeah. Oil put in those cars in the factory was not synthetic. Can I I pop off the timing belt cover? No, the timing belt's fine. It's got 3,000 miles, but it's been not touched. It says made in West Germany on it. Like, I don't know about this. Whereas, like, all right, so you talk to somebody with a 3000 GT, yeah. they're going to say, you know what, this car is one of 24. It was in New Zealand green. Mm-hmm. It was an SL Spider, and they only made 24 New Zealand green SL Spiders in the automatic transmission. And I just spent 90,000 man hours in my garage replacing all the broken Exactly. Shit. And it's like, this car is so <laughs> great to drive. I'm like, it's got 200 horsepower. It's automatic. It's front-wheel drive. You have a Sebring. Like, <laughs> yep. they're like, yeah, but this car is so much better. I'm like, you know what? I will buy this car from you because I know it's been maintained. <laughs> yeah. I know it's going to be the nicest Sebring in the world that I can buy and that the other people in the world are going to be just as excited. And you know what? Even though this car is not worth this much money, I know at the end of the day I'm going to be able to sell it for the exact same amount of money I paid for it because there's somebody else in the world that just really wants an SL for some reason. Like, the- Yeah, a 3000 GT, <laughs> if it's not maintained, won't work anymore, but which is a plus. Of, and that's Because you that- have to keep it in better condition. All of them are working at this point because yeah. all of the ones that haven't been maintained. Because they've all are- been maintained. Yeah, they're, yeah, they've all been maintained, and everybody's – they've maintained – like. Every piece of paper with a car, they always have the car's weight and extra parts coming with it. Yeah. I will take 3,000 GTs any day. Like, they're great. Stupid 300 ZX. They just, they work even when they shouldn't. That's the problem. Yeah. They should break when they're broken. Yeah, and that's the thing the 3,000 GT does. I know. And, like, it just, it anyway, totally the next falls one. off its face. R129. SL. 89 to 02. I don't see that moving this year. It's it's just like the E30. It moved too much in the last year. I think you're right because you know what I've, yeah, you're right because I've had. Because keep in mind, 2021 single... is going to be the year of the vaccine, and people are going to start going back to their life, and they're not going to be fun money purchasing shit that's just going to get used, like seldom, you know, weekend cars. Yeah. So like the stuff that really pumped this year that we're surprised by, I think is really going to be the bear. And that's take that's kind of if you look at my list, it's these are cars that you can feasibly daily drive and you can use your road trips exactly um, and they're gonna get parked in 21 i think in uh, the r129 yeah i think you're right because even the panoramic glass roof cars on the silver arrows and stuff yeah yeah, like the panoramic glass roof cars aren't aren't doing anything at all like i've had two panoramic glass roofs and they both sold for the exact same amount of money that a non-panoramic well maybe like two grand more so like, all three of the buyers have cars now and they're satisfied yeah mm-hmm. like, okay yeah like, uh, a great, I think, great car. I, I, I love right. 129s, but I don't think this is the year for them. My last one, ZZW30. So third gen MR2. So I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. Okay. Because I almost put that on my list. Okay. Because my reasoning is the person that would be buying a fun car for 2020, mm-hmm. and you know, if they had the disposable income, these are still kind of cheap. Very cheap. So like you can get it without like breaking, you know, really breaking the bank. If you had some money in savings... And you had that stimulus money, mm-hmm. you could totally combine that and get a ZZW30, which is a third generation MR2. Yep. Um, but I think that the reason they're going to keep going up is these are reliable and they don't have a footprint on your driveway that other cars have. Like Stock a, ones are not reliable. What's wrong with they them? They have it's... massive catalytic converter engine lining issues. So if you find one that's got a stock catalytic converter on it, I don't think I'd buy it. You just take that. Well, yeah, but I mean, all right, that's like a minor. It's like one thing. It's a cat. No, it's an engine. Oh. They take the engine out mm. because as the engine goes on overrun, the pops from the unburnt fuel break the top lining of the catalytic converter and suck ceramic back into the combustion chamber, and it's it problematic. ruins the cross hatching. And you can't bore because it it's an MMC cylinder. So that, that is problematic. If you yes. buy an MR2 and it has a factory header on it, which not many do anymore. Make sure you get leaked down numbers on that before you buy it. Yeah, all right. So, our MR, Scott's MR2 that he bought. Yes. He went through three warranty engines on it. 
But all right, so this this is my thing though. Also, that's Scott. Of course, the worst possible solution is going to happen. I know, but once I put a header on it, it, it was fine. fine. Also, it still passed emissions because there's a large third catalytic converter. So with the ZZW30, the reason that's one major issue. It it's, is. It's not like a biodegradable wiring harness eating everything alive. No, and you know very clearly if it's been fixed or not. Yeah. So like the ZZW30 has like one glaring issue. It is one big issue. Yeah, one glaring issue. Yes. So. I still think overall, I mean, it's also, it says Toyota on it. That's the other thing that's important is yeah. that people, you know, a lot of these people are just buying a car that to enjoy for 2020 because like they can't, like they don't want to stay in their house playing video games and they obviously can't go to a bar or hang out with friends. Right. You know, buying a two seater convertible is going to be totally reasonable at that point. In these also, yeah, yeah. But these also get 30 miles per gallon plus. They don't take up any space. They're cheap. They're easy to maintain. These are cars you can feasibly daily drive still. Mm -hmm. So these, a ZZW30, I think, will be able to still go up in value because people will be like, hey, how'd the MR2 come out that you bought during 2020? Like, probably sucks, right? And the guy's like, no, it's fine. It gets better fuel economy than my crossover. Mm -hmm. It's more fun, and it's easier to park. Like, that's why I think the ZZW30 actually won't crash. So long term, that car is going up, but it, it the SW20 and 21 did it. The AW11 did it. There was a time where like these cars that are just good, they don't have any catastrophic issues. Yeah. They just didn't appreciate because people weren't buying them because think, they wanted something that was worse. Well, I think the ZZW30 was, I, well, all right. So with the AW11, the reason that went up is everybody bought all the SW20s first mm-hmm. and then there weren't any left and everybody bought you just had the AE86 that was $20,000 inexplicably for no reason for a not running car that's on fire. Like, it just says AE86 on it. It's that chassis. It's AE81. Like, it's technically the same chassis code. But, um, yeah, those cars, they're just ridiculous. And that's why the AW11 went up. It's because, like, all right, I get, like, 85. For, actually, I get a car that's technically better than AE86. Yeah. For, the engine's like, in the right place. For a quarter of the price, why would I not buy that? That's exactly. why the AW11 went up. The SW20 went up because people actually liked it. And I think the ZZW30 is going up because that is the best, cheapest mid-engine sports car you can get right now. I also think, I should have put this in bowl, but SW20-21, I think is. Because I... it, it's hitting the age group now. Anything that was kind of aspirational in 1990... Is going to be hitting a second win because it's people like us that have done the house purchase and now they're starting to get a swell of cash influx again and they're going back to re-experience stuff that they enjoyed when they were younger. That's a really good point. So that's why the 8 Series is going to keep being on my list because that's that's the thing. But if you can't afford one of those, which you can't, you're going to look at an MR2. Yep. That's a very good point. So anyway, we've spent too much time we, on this. We but. were we were actually looking at MR2s. Well, I want to think of what would our be our arbitrage pick. Ooh, we both agree on uh, for bearable or both for both well, for both. Yeah, I think maybe for for bull, I could move. How about this? I'm gonna take a bet on the ZZW30, and then do you want to move over the W124 over to our combined bull? Yeah, let's do the 124 for bull and the bear for ZZW30. All right. So, well. No, that's my thing. Is I want to actually go bull personally on the ZZW30. I think it'll go up. Oh. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Okay. So I guess we just won't have a... I think for a bear, um, I'm with you on the R129. I think it's, gonna, it's not going to do shit. So I'm adding oh, that to me. the notes. Uh, Carbitrage. <laughs> uh, my body likes to make weird noises. Same. All right, one time. Bear is... God damn it. You're <laughs> like a boomer right now. That's fine. Right. Well, since I have the next topic, I'll just start go. on this so we don't I absolutely kill all of our listeners. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, where are we at? I was struggling to find topics, so I went to the drive. We'll see if we God, have a pop-up blocker issue. Th- this, this whole like last two weeks have God just been it, terrible. There's the ad. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Since we can't do a Nero Saga Part 2 because it's not over yet, it's going to be a great oh episode. Oh my god, what? It's, it's going to be just as long as the first one, I guarantee it. Um, we have some info about the new 2021s as well. It's going to be great. Um, so, this article on the drive uh, states that 
basically EV production costs might equal combustion vehicle costs like seven years earlier than they anticipated just a couple years ago. How come? So the cost per kilowatt hour of batteries, that's the biggest thing. So the pack is by far the most expensive thing that you have to make for an electric car. Mm -hmm. That cost has been like a matter of an order of magnitude lower. Oh, really? Like it's, it's been just like shooting down instead of gradually declining. So that's, that's essentially it. I mean, the cost of, I think, a kilowatt hour is like $100 now. You know, and it used to be a thousand, not that many. Scott actually messaged me about the neural crisis about a topic, but I decided not to put it on the list because I want to. We it. need to have him back, and I it just, needs to be done at that point. But like, I'll I'll let you listeners I'm, in. I'm, I'm gonna just like be 100 percent quiet on everything about that car because I don't want to blow it because this thing's just such a gong show. It's likely he's not gonna be in his car. <laughs> yeah. This wow. One. Anyway, <laughs> they're playing hardball. So is he. So. Need I remind you that this is the man that sued FCA over failed ball joints that he yeah. couldn't buy in his Fiat and won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I he mean, he'll he win this one too. A lawyer. Well, I mean, yeah, he but he do also no, but it's it's car so, lawyering. It's so clearly <laughs> the manufacturer is in the wrong. Like any court's gonna be like, fix it. Yeah, yeah. get out of our market. <laughs> <We're taking Dealey. laughs> um, but this is this is great because. The one of the biggest things has been like we need these subsidies to like entice people into being. Or let's be honest, we're still early adopters for electric vehicles. But even with them, it most of them are quite a bit more expensive than an equivalently sized and you know capable gas burning yeah. vehicle. So, well, that's kind of that's how I went with my Fiat. Is I couldn't find an EV that I wanted with a heat pump for a reasonable just price. Don't exist yet. Yeah, yeah. it just it doesn't happen. And so by the like... time you're secure Fiat, they will exist secondhand, and it'll be great. Yeah. Um, but I'm very excited about this. So that's that. That's actually really cool. I'm very excited. I think um, having EVs available to the masses is huge. I also think high range ones anyway i mean you could you could buy a leaf or i3s or sub 10 now I just, I, i'm really excited for the future of hot riding with evs because a lot of people like <laughs> yep. no nobody who does anything with cars really cares that much about evs right now they just go tesla's fast and don't know anything about them but like everybody has got a tesla like now i've been reading it like like learning about them i'm like this is gonna be great for street racing because you know how cops catch you when you're street racing having a loud ass car Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can just stop. Yeah, you're not going to have. Matter. You're not going to have a loud ass car in Tesla. It's going to be great. <clears throat> but, it's going to be a rocket. Like it's going to be great. So, my, well, winter tires they're noisy enough where a cop might look, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, oh, I'm very excited for that. Um, <laughs> that's going to be awesome. <laughs> I have some not awesome news. All right, lay it on. Uh, Codemasters, the people that made like dirt and like grid and everything in yeah. F1, the F1 series. Yep. Uh, they're being bought out by EA. Yes. So but it's is... way better than the alternative company that was slated to buy them. EA bought out from underneath them. Wh- who is it? Uh, Corey knows. Um, they. Corey. Oh, who do they do? It was some company that does just like absolutely f- crazy in-game like transaction-based EA? micro crap. No. Wow. Worse than EA. F- um, like uh, fun- uh, what is it? Like fun- not Funko. It's... Um... I don't know anything about this. Z- Zimga or something? Zynga? Zynga games, that's what it is. Zynga's only, they used to do all the Facebook games. They do a whole bunch of mobile stuff. I'm sure they're bad. That wasn't... God. Well... But either way, this is actually more positive than it could have been, believe it or not. Okay, Corey read my message. Who almost bought Codemasters? Come on. Type, type, type. Our sound engineer isn't here today, so yeah. I have to text him. This will be worth it. Although he types... 2K, 2K games, almost Ooh, bought them. that would have been worse. Yeah, because, yeah, I'll, I'll give them that. But, I mean, that's also saying, like, FIFA isn't the world's worst game. Right, but, it, no, it was transaction stuff. Because, like, it, mm. it played, like, actual TV ads in your game. Oh, God, I remember 2K. And it required you to, like, put actual money in to buy your athletes and things like that. Yeah, you're right, yeah. So... This is bad because EA sucks, but it is so much better than 2K. I guess you're right because I, I think EA really sucking. Um, they are known to suck. They're a known they, quantity of suck. They've sucked since the 80s. And EA uh, <laughs> also, another thing that's very important about this is they put real TV ads in for immersion. <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> but I, with EA, um, 
I think what you're also getting is um, a known quantity for for that and something that they're already in the hot seat for ads and for microtransactions. So I think that that actually, in hindsight, is going to be better because 2Ks will be able to get away with way more crap than EA can right now. So I think you have a good point yeah. with that. Also, he wants to be really cool. Come now, I'm thinking about this more. What? Need for Speed's gonna get really good. Good. Yeah. And you know what? This is a positive because currently wheel support sucks for all of those games. Yeah, you're right. And I think you're will, right. And will Project Cars as well. Um, yeah. Okay. So all right, I'll take this back. They'll have a bigger development. This community is gonna them. be. It's. I think it'll be a good thing. I'm not happy, but like. I could be more angry about it. It's one of those things I think I really want EA to like <laughs> do like the whole sort of like what Hearst did with Branch Trail where you just let them be and they just continue to make you money yeah. and you just exist. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we want you to do well, let me stop you there. Are we losing you money? Well, no. Then do you have a problem with what we're doing? Well, no. Okay. So let me ask you again. <laughs> Do we have a problem here? Yeah. No, we don't have a problem. We're good. All right. All right. We're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, that, I think as long as EA leaves them be, they'll be fine. So. And I hope so. I, I will keep my fingers crossed because, like, I own some of these titles, and I would love to be able to use force feedback on my wheel. You know, and I'm going to say, like, even with, like, Bioware and stuff and EA and, like, how they just destroyed Bioware, mm-hmm. um, I think they've learned from that. And another thing that they did is Star Wars The Old Republic, their MMO with it that Bioware's been running since 2011, since before Bioware sucked, mm-hmm. because that was consistently making them money. It wasn't their biggest cash crop, but it was consistently making them money. Uh, yeah, they didn't touch it, and it's great. That and game it's, is pretty good. I have it, yeah. Yeah, Star That's, that's a, the best thing I use Origin for. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's on Steam now, which is, is great. It? Yes, and it's free. God, damn it. <laughs> So it's even, I bought it for benchmarking back in the day, so I guess, okay. Hmm. Yeah, so it, it, it's a great MMO, and it's I, I highly recommend it. And, yeah, so I think if EA just leaves them alone and just lets them do their job, I'm not going to be mad about it. I won't complain. As long as they improve the games and they don't put in real TV ads, I guess I'm okay with it. Yeah, I guess. The so. only video games I play are The Sims and Animal Crossing. Animal Currently. Crossing does not have tons of microtransactions, but The Sims is terrible about it. Yeah. However, what I like, what you I can't like about get The cars Sims, in either. what I do like about The Sims though, is that EA didn't like totally like trash the modding community. They yeah. actually use modders to make them stuff, and they give them like a small stipend or something. But <laughs> and like, then they charge people for the mods. Yeah, but, but that's whatever. the thing is like they don't shut down the modding community because the modding right. community actually comes up with stuff where EA will later release it as a DLC. But the original Sims modding shit has been so intense. And it's still like that. Even with Sims 4, it's great. It's like my, my Sims 4, like, my Sims have, like, drug problems and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had, like, a Sim, like, lose their house to an eviction because they lost their job and like, the bills are way higher than they used to be. <laughs> Uh-oh. And then, and then, like, his, like... And, this, the, and, then, and then his, like, father-in-law had, like, a drinking problem and, like, it created, like, an issue for, like, his... Like family, like my my Sims game. Games is very, are getting too complicated. My Sims game, from all my weird mods, has made the game much darker and much more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> like my Sims, like not happy. He's like, wow, a, this kid started doing drugs after going to two Christmases. This, this this Sims like he's like got like two kids and he's like a writer at home and he's depressed. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Makes me feel so much better about my life. I'm just reading these bios, it's crushing. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's literally like that. Um, speaking of realistic video games. Uh, speaking not of realistic video games, kind of. So Cyberpunk 2077, or as I call it, Cyber Dildo 2069. Um, the game is finally... There are so mm. many dildos in that game. There are a lot of dildos the, in that it is, game. It is a dickapalooza in that game. Wow, we. <laughs> so my character, I made a female, because, I mean, you have to go through the configurator and analyze things for science. But <clears throat> the, I want to talk about the cars. So, I actually like the cars. I don't... I, well, all right, so this is the thing. The cars are awesome themselves. They look cool. Yes. They have a EA71 Subaru. They have a Brat. They've got a Testarossa. They've got that weird little wedge-shaped electric car that the guy down the... That is cool. Yeah, that's very cool. They've got, like, a little tiny, like, K, like, Honda Life step van. They've got a paid placement Porsche 911 air-cooled. Mm. Um, the part I can't stand is, A, all the transmissions in the game... Refuse to upshift unless you are at the absolute top of the rev range. Yeah, yeah, that's really... I noticed that. That's I bothersome. I hate that. The steering is... 
digital AF. So in order to drive a car down the road, yes, that meme is accurate. Uh, you have to, assuming that you are playing a, it, you're playing it on a gaming PC with a regular control input, which is a mouse and keyboard. Oh, it's terrible on that. No, you got to play with a controller. No, you do not play games with controllers. If you have one of those plugged in just for the driving portion, fine. But also, no. I actually, that's literally what I do. Well, <sighs> all right, so this is the thing is I've actually, I mapped all the controls onto the controller. And my thing is with Cyberpunk. Yeah, because I have a console. Well, no, when I, when I, when I was like watching all the like, pre-release stuff on Cyberpunk and all, like everything, I'm like, yeah, I'm totally just going to like go through all the controls, like do a once over on them. It's also something I do. Like I always get a feel for a game. I always like kind of mess around with the controls for a little bit. Well, you pretty much have to. I mean, control schemes are so complicated now in modern games. Well, it's just, it's something I learned from like, um, from like MMOs and from um, like Counter-Strike. Where right. step one is play with your controls. That That aside... Uh, even if you're not talking about a keyboard and mouse, the handling is awful. The physics is terrible. The fact that none of the configurations of physical hardware in the car match how they sound, except for the Porsche. They actually made that sound like a flat, flat air-cooled 6 because they were paid to put it in there. But the, the, the first vehicle you drive, if you start as the Rogue or whatever, or the, the Wanderer or the Drifter. Yeah, the Drifter. Um, you have a nomad. Little, you have the nomad. Yeah. You start with this little hatchback, which they pop the hood several times. It's a Galena, by the way. That's it's the one that's a Subaru. Great. <laughs> but the, the biggest <laughs> issue I have is it clearly has like an early Volkswagen 1.64 cylinder with like a whole set HS60 on it with no intercooler. And then it won't run because this like high voltage coupling is there. But the worst part, it's all wheel drive and it's clearly a V8 when you're driving it. It makes V8 noises. Like just, no, make it sound like a four cylinder with a turbo. I, so I had a completely different experience. Oh. Uh, it drives me up a wall. The, the beauty of this game, before you, I'll let you take it from here, they have pettable cats. Yes, they do have pettable cats. <laughs> I spent, I so spent 15 minutes petting a naked cat. Hell yeah, it is I, a hairless cat, which yeah. sucks, but whatever. Well, no, there's non-hairless cats, too. Really? I haven't seen yes, those Yes, they do exist, but I did spend 15 minutes petting a naked cat. I know, he it's just like goes down. And it was really cute. And they, go look, right back. and they looks at you. He's so cute. Oh, I love it. Anyway, so um, my, I, I had the exact opposite experience with cars in this game because... I mean, you're uh, wrong, but that's fine. Well, no. So this is what happened is I got into the Fiat X19 that's okay. in the game. Sure. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yeah. I do. So that one's Core got... much further ahead. It's got three exhaust pipes in it. And I somehow got the camera stuck underneath the car. I was just like... I got into a hell of an accident with it, and that's what happened. It was like the camera stuck between a wall and the this car. This is fine. But I was looking underneath the car, and it's actually – it's got three exhaust outputs, and they all feed into one tiny little tube that goes up to a four, I will four say, into one uh, The header. undercar stuff, very accurate. Yeah, super accurate. But um, it's a hybrid. Yeah, it's a hybrid. So it does – like the engine, like, does its thing, but, like, there's actually, like – Engine, what looks like a drive unit, and then a transmission. Hmm. So, yeah, it's weird, but that one makes sense, at least. And also, um, the, what, I can't remember the name, but the double front wheel car. Oh, yeah. I know that one's rear wheel drive, the two front. Yeah. That car's got bananas understeer, and it's exactly what I expect. I looked at that car, and I'm like, this car's going to suck to drive. It's going to sure. understeer like a bitch. But I got into that car. First thing it did, I ran out of pedestrian because it just understeered like, <laughs> right through an intersection <laughs> on a rainy night. I'm like, yeah, that's... <laughs> All right, yeah, that's fine. So I think the issue is the Nomad storyline and the shit that happens outside of the town. No, it's not just that because, I mean, even the AI cars, you A, know, they're running say, on tracks. B, if you, if you bump one, they just stop forever. Yeah. That's dumb, and like they, the, yeah, they just randomly like will lane change. It's the 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 AI for the other cars is really bad. Yeah, the traffic driving not the best. dynamics. I will say the motorcycles objectively suck. Yeah, because I, I just yeah how they work doesn't necessarily I, make I, sense. So I got on onto a, like a sport bike. The first thing I did is I killed one of the tire claws. I'm like, it's a Bosuzoku bike. It's great, and I take it around a corner, and I'm like, it's, it's really top heavy. <laughs> and I spun around and did like a 180. I'm like, what the. He just spat me out, and then like I got into the smallest car accident, and it sent me flying into the, the like from like a ten mile an hour accident, and like I cleared the roof of this car and landed behind it. 
And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so yeah, that's fair. It may, maybe it's just bugs, but I, I don't know. It's for a car that really does have a lot of mandatory car integration. I feel yes. like they should have done better. So um, one of the things I would recommend doing off the bat if you get Cyberpunk, I haven't have been playing it. I hate the car mechanics. Yeah, no, but it makes it, this honestly helps a lot, at least with the feel of the cars. There's a dead spot in the steering and the steering on it. And then when you hold it all the way right on a controller, or if you're using a mouse and keyboard, mm-hmm. there's a, um, like, it's not like force, I forgot, I forgot what they call it, but one of the settings, basically, it is a delay on how long it takes for your wheel to turn, and it's defaulted to off. And that totally screws up the handling. So if you actually... It, it, it screws up the steering response. Yeah. Because, yes, that vastly improves, like, if you, it's almost unusable if you just go for the keyboard yeah. right off the bat. The cars still don't handle properly, mm-hmm. and the transmissions still won't shift. Well, also, I feel like they've got bigger fish to fry than. And four cylinders don't sound like V8s. Yes. But yes, they have. They've got to fix the trees turning into liquid problems and all. I this haven't other stuff. had any of these issues. I haven't either, but I've seen plenty of people with bugs. So like, again, I'm on brand new hardware on I a have, PC. I have I'm a screenshot. Poor, so I'm I'm not. I'm on a five year old gaming computer with an upgraded GPU. That's it. Yeah. And like 16 gigs of RAM. Like mm-hmm. it's not. A, spectacular computer i actually plan to rebuild it this winter um but it's one of those things where like don't i don't do it right now hardware is impossible yeah, I know. To find. but it's, it's one of those things where it's just like i haven't had any issues however i have screenshotted every issue i had i had floating chopsticks in a scene where i was talking to jackie wells if you play in the street kid which i am mm-hmm. you would understand um you talk to him either way okay cool so you go through the same story to start oh, talking, all right so yeah uh I was talking to Jackie. We were hanging out outside my apartment. He was eating with chopsticks and just full of chopsticks. There's another one where I was talking to, oh crap, the uh, the hot chick with the undercut and the tattoos. She's got a My Chemical Romance tattoo. Yeah, she does. Seriously. Yeah, she's got My Chemical Romance lyrics tattooed on her arm. Okay. If, like, only if you, like, actually, like, get a good look at her. Because I happen to be, like, sneaking when I walk into the room. It's the first thing I saw. But anyway, um... Sure. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there was a scene where she was holding her cell phone. She turned around the cell phone and just stayed there. Oh. Yeah, that was another weird one. And I saw three people in total T-posing. Yep, I've seen the T-pose stuff. I, I've told, seen camera. We were out in public when he told me about the T-posing, and I just started walking around t Yeah, we started T-posing in Ikea. <laughs> and actually... Hopefully he didn't do it naked. You know no. what? I think that can fix COVID. <laughs> Because it's very hard to not socially distance when everybody's T-posing. And and, ref- and refuses to not T-pose. So I'm just going to walk around T-posing everywhere I go. Well, we're not, but... This is the worst thing to end an episode on ever. 